You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose Peeps. We're back with another episode from our friendship series. I hope you enjoyed last week. Uh, We started off with talking about what it means to be a faithful friend, which is really important to me. And this week, I was planning on sharing our Black Girls of Purpose feature, but I rearranged the schedule to push one of the more challenging lessons from this series because I think the lesson is really timely. So today, we're talking about how to have tough conversations. Um, I talked about it briefly on the Faithful Friends episode, but I've had to have a lot of tough conversations in 2018. And even though they were extremely uncomfortable, and and I'll talk about this more later, but sometimes filled me with so much anxiety, I've looked back on those conversations and seen how much they have matured me. And so my hope is that if you have to have a tough conversation with someone, uh, this can provide a clear roadmap for you. And if you recently had a tough conversation that didn't go the way that you expected, you can learn how to do things differently. Uh, I want to preface this episode by saying everything I'm teaching, I have walked through. And so my prayer is that it blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into the lesson for this week. Y'all, as I've shared so many times on this podcast, 2018 has been a year of huge growth for me, whether it be taking major faith leaps like we discussed in last month's episodes or growing my brands by Brie company or losing friends or gaining friends, everything in between like 2018 has really stretched me. And I know that it's because God has a lot ahead and he's making sure that I am fully developed to take hold of those particular things. Um, but the area of friendships has probably been the biggest for me. Um, You can ask my husband. I'm always like, oh, my gosh, you know, I feel like I don't have friends or I, I feel like I have friends, but this isn't what I was expecting or, you know, oh, my gosh, I love my friends. Like, it's just all these different waves of emotions when it comes to friendships and the big growth opportunities, even within friendships, has been having tough conversations with people who are close to me, um, either people that I wronged or people who I feel wronged me. And if I can be honest, I have to tell y'all, those conversations, or at least the time leading up to them, filled me with so much anxiety, whether it was from wondering what the person was going to say, or wondering if we'd still have a friendship at the end of the day. The greatest lessons these conversations taught me involved um, a lot of different things. And so we're going to get into those briefly. But I want to give you our focus scripture for today. It's coming out of Proverbs 9, 9. I'm not really sure what is happening with the repeating verses. Last time was Proverbs 17, 17. Uh, Today is Proverbs 9, 9. Hopefully that helps you if you're looking to memorize these particular scriptures that we focus on each week. But Proverbs 9, 9, it says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man and he will increase and learning. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I look at the Bible, I think of someone who is wise as having like one of the best qualities. It seems like they're just held in high regard in God's eyes. And so I always want to be viewed as someone who is wise and someone who acts in wisdom. And having tough conversations requires you to act with wisdom and it requires you to act with humility. Um, And we're going to talk more about that today. So like I said, um, having tough conversations has taught me a lot of things. 
one of the first things I would say that is necessary for any conversation that you're going to have with somebody is learn how to listen, not just to respond, but to really understand how the person is feeling. Learn to listen, not just to respond, but to really understand how the person is feeling. Again, I touched on this in the first episode, but I had a conversation with my friend Allie earlier this year, and she was saying, you know, Brie, sometimes when you apologize, you don't really seem like you mean it. It doesn't seem sincere because you apologize, but then you justify why you did what you did. And so then that completely invalidates my feelings. And I have learned since she said that, y'all, to really listen. And what I found too, y'all, is that when you're listening, you also may hear things that a person is saying that they don't even realize bothered them. So they may talk to you about a particular subject and it started to be about y'all's friendship and how you didn't show up to bowling but then you realize through talking with them more that they just feel like y'all aren't spending enough time together in general like it wasn't just bowling every time you try to get together with this person they're always busy and so that's why it's just so important to listen um there's a scripture in proverbs 10 that just talks about how uh the person who speaks a lot is not wise like if they're always babbling and it says that you can get yourself into trouble by talking too much and i find that to be true in friendships sometimes you just need to know when to listen and not when to speak you know I think of a scripture that says in James 1 says be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger and you can apply that to tough conversations when you're you're conversing with someone you may come in on the defense but if you remember what God says be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger then you can really hear them You can process what they're saying. You can address what they're saying first. And then if it's appropriate, you can talk about, okay, well, here's how what you're saying. And here's what I'm hearing. And here's how this has affected me. Another thing that I have learned um, from having tough, tough conversations with friends in 2018 is that you really have to practice humility and resist the urge to defend your actions instead putting on the perspective of your friend and not wanting them to experience the kind of hurt at least from like I know for me sorry y'all that was kind of like jumbled so let me break that down a little bit more. I've learned that I have to practice humility by resisting the urge to defend my actions. And instead, I have tried to put on the perspective of my friend. At the end of the day, I've decided, even if that's not how I intended it, if I hurt this person, I do not want them to experience that kind of hurt again, at least for me. And so I do my best to just again, be someone who's trying to be understanding. And that may seem like the same point that I started with, that you have to listen to, you have to listen to listen, not to respond, but to really understand. But I think this is just a different angle. When you put on humility and you say, how can I see this from their perspective? Then it allows you to, I think, have a, a greater heart of compassion for that person because you're able to say, wow, okay, well, yeah, it felt like you didn't really support me in this season. But now as I'm sitting here, I'm realizing, wow, your parents passed away or you were in a really rough situation at work or, you know, you're just transitioning or you've been really busy, whatever the case may be. I think 
it's so easy to get offended, right? <laughs> and be like, oh, well, this is what you did to me. But scripture says that it's the glory of man to overlook an offense. And if you have an opportunity to hash out this conversation, talk about what offended you, and then also listen to what offended your friend, then you can just move past it. Um, but I, I have noticed, y'all, you do have to address these things because when you don't address them, bitterness grows up. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm just not about the f- just the false friendships. Like, hey, girl, how you doing? And you're kind of rolling your eyes in the back of your head. And um, it just makes me think of what scripture says in Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. It says, better an open, open reprimand than concealed love. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. I'll read that again. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. Better an open reprimand than concealed love. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. Um, what I found in the tough conversations, y'all, it's not necessarily always going to be about an offense. Like you may be coming to a friend and saying, hey, um, I know you made that commitment, you know, not to have sex until marriage, but... I know y'all are having sex. So, hey, how do we want to how do we want to get back on track with that? And some of y'all may be listening like, "Oh, I wish a friend would come to me with this." But y'all, if you are truly Christ followers, God talks to us about um addressing sins in each other's lives. And you have to have that type of close relationship with somebody. You can't just be, you know, following them on Instagram and then sliding their DMs like, "Oh, I know you living in sin, but if you're close enough with a person, that you have established a relationship and they know that you care about you, then you are responsible for calling them out on things that they are not supposed to be doing. Or even if it's a a simple thing, a lighter, I'll give you a lighter example. If you know your friend is not eating cornbread, she said, Brie, I'm not going to eat cornbread for the whole month of November because I'm trying to get right, you know, for the new year, I'm starting early. And then she has a pound of cornbread on her plate. You need to be able to be like, sis. I love you, but remember you made this commitment. You said you're not going to have any cornbread. And I see some cornbread on your plate. So let me take this plate from you. And the person who hears that also has to have a heart of humility to say, I did say that I wasn't going to eat cornbread. Thank you for holding me accountable to that particular thing. And they have to remember that what you're saying to them is for their their well-being. Um, Whenever we're speaking to people, Two, we have to, when having tough conversations, like we have to show them grace, grace, grace. We have to show them grace. Um, scripture says, "Be great. Let your speech be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that it may be beneficial for all those who listen." And that doesn't mean that you only tell them nice things, but it means that you have to focus on your delivery. Now, I, going back to the cornbread example, I, I said, "Hey, sis." Remember we, you know, you said you weren't going to eat cornbread for the month of November. That was a a, a, a gracious way because we're bringing up something they said and talking about, remember, remember since we're trying to be fine for January, like however you want to package it so that it's um, coming off in a fashion that's lovely versus being like, now girl, you know, you don't eat no cornbread. And see, that's why, that's why we in a situation we in because you say these things, but then you don't do them. Like that's not gracious and it's not beneficial to the person who's hearing it. If anything, it can come off like an attack. And so you'd really want to be gracious. Um, 
I know that if I am committed to becoming more like Christ, I can't rebuke correction. Like that's what the Proverbs 27, five through six verse talks about. It's talking about being corrected by people who love us. And that there's a, the English standard version commentary. Y'all know, I always talk about my study Bible and the commentary. It says, do not rebuke. It says, um, sorry. It says open rebuke affords the person an opportunity to reflect on the course of the path he or she is walking in. And what I've noticed is if I have time to reflect, that gives me time to correct so that I can make changes, not only towards the friend that I hurt or towards the action that I take, the thing that I said I was going to do that I'm not doing, but also to become a better person for everyone that I meet. Over time, my character is developed if I'm committed to addressing those particular things that come through tough conversations with my friends or even with my family and my reputation can precede me can you imagine being the person who nobody can trust or nobody feels like they can say anything to they're like oh well you know Bree's not supposed to be doing that but last time we told her that she blew up on us so it's not just like I'm talking about two sides of tough conversations in this episode y'all I'm talking about having to um, start a tough conversation with somebody when they have something in their life that needs to be addressed, whether it be a, some, a way that they hurt you or something they said they were going to do that they're no longer doing. But I'm also talking about <laughs> kind of being blindsided by a tough conversation and being able to receive that thing with humility and understand, wow, this person loves me so much that they want to correct me in this area so that I can not only be a better friend to them, but I can be a better mom, I can be a better daughter, I can be a better sister, all these different things. Like so many people benefit when we listen to correction and when we apply what it is that we're learning. Um, I I know for me, I want to be someone who is wise. Like I said at the beginning, I want to be someone who is trustworthy. I want to be someone who's viewed as, as humble um, and who acts with integrity. And this woman, this, this type of woman is the kind of friend that I want to have and the kind of friend that I want to be. Do you have a friend that you need to reconcile with or you need to have a tough conversation with? Y'all, let me tell you from experience, it is, <laughs> it is like paramount that you address that. Um, as soon as you can, honestly, because in there have been times this year where I have kind of harbored resentment or bitterness or anger towards people and I didn't address it in the moment. And what resulted was that it just grew and grew and grew and grew until I got to the point where I can't even look at their Instagram feed. Like I'm looking at them and I'm rolling my eyes like, mm, yeah, you can post on Instagram, but you can't text me back, you know, and that's just that's exhausting. And Again, if you're a grown woman listening to this, y'all know that just there's just too many things in the world going on. There's too much stuff we have to concern ourselves with than to um, leave room and walk around with baggage from unresolved conflict or from just damaged friendships. So I'm hoping that if you will reconcile with this person, you will just see these immediate benefits. Um, I've noticed for myself that 
Reconciliation brings healing. Transparency brings healing. Your uh, The word says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And we confess our sins to God to be forgiven, but we confess our sins to each other to be healed. And, and y'all, scripture says that bitterness, anger, all of that is a sin. So if we come to a friend and say, hey, I've been really angry with you. Um, it's not even necessarily that you deserved it, but I just have to tell you that this is how I've been feeling because I want to shed light on it so that we can move past it and we can get to continuing to build this friendship because you are important to me and acknowledge that as well. Y'all like sometimes there may be people who you feel a certain way towards and maybe you're not supposed to be friends. But I think if even having that tough conversation of here's why um, I feel like this isn't a fruitful relationship, or maybe it was a great relationship at one point, but now you don't have as many things in common or whatever the case may be, just address those things so that no one is walking around with these seeds of bitterness inside of them. And then what I found is that when you are, then it make it damages future friendships because you think, oh, this is just like my last friend. Like, y'all, just just don't do it. Just don't do it. Scripture says in Hebrews twelve fourteen through 15, pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing stir- causing trouble and by it defiling many. Y'all, like, I know it's hard to have tough conversations, but the discomfort you feel for a moment is not going to compare with the eternal peace of hearing and being heard all for God's glory. And you'll be surprised. I mean, there may be friends that you have these tough conversations with and like, wow, I've never had someone call me out on that before. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that about myself. And you're helping them to grow. Something our pastor said last week He said, you know, when we're so consumed with how we think we're going to be perceived that we don't present something to someone, we're being selfish and we're hurting them. Because if this is something everyone else sees, like, oh, she's flaky, she's always, you know, dipping out on people, but no one says anything, then that person doesn't grow. But when we say, you know what, I love this person so much that I want them to have a good reputation. I want them to be seen as a faithful friend. I want them to be able to... um, pursue godly relationships then it can be a huge blessing so y'all know I'm always giving y'all either questions to think about or action steps to take and my questions um my question for you this week is what conversations do you need to have what conversations do you need to have and when y'all set up a time to meet don't let's I know because of the way God works, I know the Holy Spirit brought someone to your mind while I was talking. So don't be like, oh, yeah, I should talk to Tab. I'm going to do it. And then you move into 2019. I don't know about y'all, y'all. I'm just, I'm trying to walk. I'm I'm not even trying to leave this city of New Orleans with any baggage. I'm trying to leave baggage free. So I definitely want us moving into the new year baggage free. So think of who you need to be talking um, to this week. And then. As you prepare for those conversations, ask yourself if you're talking about um, hurt, challenge yourself. Say, okay, if I'm the one who caused the hurt, I'm going to apologize to them without justifying. Um, If you were hurt by the person that you're having a conversation with, be honest about your feelings. Acknowledge what previous points, previous pain points may have triggered these feelings. And I think that's important too, y'all, because 
this whole thing gives us more insight into the friends that we have. And so if you say, hey, whenever you flake out, it makes me think about my relationship with my mom. You know, I always tried to spend time with her. She would make plans with me and then she would flake out at the last minute. And not that you're trying to just do this emotional dump on this person or make them feel guilty, but I realize when I have more context into someone's feelings, it makes me, it changes the way that I act towards them and it helps me to act wisely and to act cautiously. Um, at the end of the person, at the end of the conversation, each person should identify their takeaways as well as how to address future issues. Should there be any now, not everybody's going to be able to get on board with that. Cause some people will be like, Brie, that sounds a little bit much like, it's like, okay, so what did we learn today from today's conversation? But I do think, and I, I guess that's just me. I'm an application person. If we have this great conversation, but we don't even know where we go from here. If we're thinking, okay, wow. So cool. Glad we talked. You know, if that's the way you kind of walk away, then sometimes you may wonder if it was even worth conversing. But if you say, if the whole conversation about is about y'all spending more time together, then easy follow-up is let's have coffee next week and make put it in your schedule right then while you're sitting there. We're going to meet at Starbucks next Tuesday at 4.30. That's what we're going to do. Or, you know... If it's a situation where maybe maybe it ties in with faithfulness, like we talked about the first week, you say, okay, from now on, I am really going to work on, and you can't make promises, right? Because you don't always fulfill your promises, but you can say, based off of this conversation, I'm really going to work on telling you in advance if I have plans and not trying to double book myself because I don't want to disappoint you because I still end up disappointing you by backing out at the last minute. And then maybe it's a conversation like I had with my friend Allie earlier this year where she said, Brie, you apologize. And then you try to justify it. A clear takeaway from that was, okay, I'm so sorry that I did that. That is not my intention. And moving forward, when I apologize, I'm going to apologize and I'm going to mean it. And I'm not going to, again, it just doesn't matter how I meant it. If that's how you took it, then I just apologize for even doing that, for even putting you in that headspace. So that is a... Just simple action step. Um, I want to pray again. So let's bow our heads, all right? God, we thank you for your wisdom and your desire for us to be set free, um, not just from addictions and strongholds, for, but from any bitterness that we've been harboring. Uh, God, we're just praying that you will open our minds and show us who we need uh, to set free, God, that you would show us who we're harboring bitter feelings towards, um, just so that we can pursue transparency god oh lord we just pray that you would give us the courage to walk in freedom as we pursue peace that you would bring to my to our minds those who we've hurt and allow us to apologize to them with a genuine heart full of humility lord we ask for forgiveness for any time that we have acted towards your children in a fashion that was not loving i pray that we will be your light today and shine that light that others might see lord we love you and we praise you and thank you for all that you're doing god we thank you that you are gonna just send out this new wave of godly community god that just you have people who love each other sincerely and they want to see each other grow and so, Lord, we just thank you for everything you're going to do moving forward. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Well, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode for this week. I shared that I would be pubbing for our church's Friendsgiving at the end of every episode. Um, so I hope that you will join uh, my friends and I this week at Friendsgiving. It is going to be Thursday, November 15th at 7 p.m. Um, we will have food. That's all I know for sure. It's always a surprise what they do. Last year they did a lip sync battle. Um, yeah, it should be great. So come to Celebration Church, 7 p.m. It's 2001 Airline Drive and come and meet a faithful friend. All right, y'all. I hope to see you there. <laughs>